Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. had some motions you know under center some stuff um you know it, it's kind of one of those things when you can stay on schedule you know we rather stay on schedule um picking up positive yards on first down um, always helps um some of the stuff from the gun there maybe was some less but there's still plenty of motion under center the jet stuff this is in the locker room with wolf and starks presented by your neighborhood ford store on espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio Welcome back, everybody, for the second hour of In the Locker Room here right here on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And Max, I got to tell you, one of the most amazing things I found out about this week is I couldn't believe, really, I didn't believe it until it actually happened that Teddy Bridgewater was going to step up and be behind center for the Denver Bronx. Um, I, was, I was amazed. And you know what? Kudos to him, number one. He's a tough guy. He showed that he's a tough guy. He took some hits yesterday, too. Um, but the fact is, I was surprised. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I thought uh, watching film of the hits that he took in uh, by the Baltimore Ravens, maybe they weren't as bad as, as what I thought. But I, I got to tell you, I was really surprised that he stepped up and played. And, you know, most guys coming back from a concussion, they don't normally play that well that I remember. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean – for Teddy to show up and take the first snap under center was 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 crazy because I mean, <laughs> when's the last time we've seen a guy actually come out less than a week later and clear protocol? Like that's a lot of tough determination because right. it's a lot of testing, especially with the emphasis and the independent neuro, uh, yeah neuro, neuropsych people, neurologist or yeah, naganologist yeah. is what I call them. Yeah, not naganologist. <laughs> Um, to be out there and actually give him that clear bill of health, knowing they have no team real affiliation, um, was huge. But I, I did notice the, the the first play of the game, though, they had they took that delay a game, and they were forced <laughs> to call a timeout. Right? They didn't. They avoided that. Right. And that that and that was one of the things where I was like, mm, is he good? A little slow, right? Trying right. To everything out. Right. And and they were sluggish in that entire first half, and then he came alive in the second half. But 
he responded because his passer rating, I think, was in the 60s at the end of the first half. And, you know, obviously the okay. second half. I think that's a great it. point. Yeah, and then he raised it in the second half. But that, that was tremendous. You don't come into a hostile environment lightly. And for him to do that and actually build his game up, I was happy to see that for Teddy because I think he's a great young man and he's overcome a lot of adversity. I'm just glad that he didn't figure it out early enough and it didn't, and, and we were able to take advantage and win that game. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that's one of the things where you're like, Heinz Field effect, having 59,000 strong in attendance yesterday, waving terrible towels, getting into the game and really pressuring that offense so they couldn't do what we know they're capable of doing was a huge step forward. Um, you know, not only to give the crowd something to cheer for, but also the defense, the energy that they fed off of was uh, just tremendous yesterday, and it really put pressure on that Broncos offense. When we left off in the first hour, one of the fr- things we wanted to talk about and I wanted to go back to you on is you think about a guy like James Pierre, okay? Now, again, Javante Williams breaks that long run. He takes it upon himself not to give up on, in the chase down, all right? He is hot on the trail of Williams. He doesn't give up, and he is the deciding factor in bringing Williams down, who, as we've seen before, he carried guys behind him like he's pulling a sled, all right? This guy's got tremendous leg drive. He doesn't quit. He brings him down. Not only that, then Williams gets up and makes a blundering goof of a play by – Spiking the ball, he gets he goes backwards. Then Devin Bush uh, gets all over Teddy, and that was maybe that was another indicator with Teddy too. That I thought Teddy would have at least unload the ball rather than take a sack like that. That was a bad sack all the way back to like the eighteen yard line or something um, yeah. from the seven. So you know that okay. So that happens. Then he goes on, and you know he got like I said beat by Cortland Sutton on a pass play. And I know you could see again in his body language how disappointed he was. Almost intercepts the ball and, again, mad at himself when he he could have pulled it out. But then they go after him with seconds left in the game. And what a job of playing that inside leverage and seeing the uh, turnaround, finding the ball, intercepting it. That sets you up, in my mind, as as a huge like uh, kickstart for a guy that's going to become a solid NFL corner in the in the remaining years of his career yeah no I mean you you laid it out perfectly the chain of events because you also have to remember on that run Javante Williams shrugged off like three tackles prior to that to get right 49 yarder and for James to mentally see that and not be discouraged and to go after him after guys had had tried and missed or failed at the process and him being the one that gets him down at the one, um, tremendous poise mentally. But then, like you said, Cortland Sutton catch, catches a crazy touchdown over his shoulder on the same side, and then the next, that ending drive, to know that he was in the right position, a little bit short, missed times to jump, it hits the tips of his hands, he can't haul it in. But then on that, on that late shallow drag at the end of the game, to be in the right position. Teddy's falling to his side. TJ's pressuring him. And Teddy's falling to his side and throws it and releases it inside. And James Pierre sitting there playing that proper position where he knows he's running out of end zone. He can speed up, but he doesn't have to. Catches the ball. Perfect opportunity. And he ends one of only three quarterbacks going into Sunday that didn't have an interception. He breaks that for (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater on top of that. So tremendous poise. 
by 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 James Pierre. And what a, once again, admirable job in Cam Sutton's absence to really step up and be a starting corner in that game and play the well as well as he did. I thought it was tremendous. I would agree with you. And one of the things I think you can derive out of this, Max, tell me if I'm I'm, I'm a little bit loopy here, uh, which I've been told many times before. But the fact is, you know, you think about um, when you you have that play and he's reading the body language. He knows that he's got to be in the crosshairs of Teddy. Uh, he's at the last play and everything. And you that that play alone sets up a reference point for the future when you are involved in a similar situation and you start stacking these little wins on that create in you what I what I used to call like a, a samurai sixth sense. You start to develop that sixth sense about what's going on. Like when I was a rookie, I remember they run twist stunts, you know. Well, all right, you got a you game, me game. That's just a simple twist. Then they start running you know, three me, three you, you know, three, three man twists. And it's like, whoa, I've never seen anything like this, this before. You know what I mean? But coming out of the huddle, I didn't know a, a twist like that uh, existed. And then a couple of years later, um, I could smell it coming out of the huddle. You know, you, you, from the scouting report, from your experiences, everything starts to build up. You start to know, okay, yeah, I can tell. They, they got something special cooking here. This to me is what, these type of events happen or, or, or make for James Pierre to kind of forge on and increase his skills. Well, I, I think, you know, I see your samurai six sense and I raise you Neo in the matrix <laughs> because that's the same thing, right? I love the it. First time, first time Neo enters the matrix, right? And he goes in, you don't really know what you are capable of, right? Everything looks right. fast. You don't understand how you can do it. But then when you've been in the Matrix long enough, you start dodging bullets. <laughs> you start defying gravity. You start doing things that people are like, how does he know this? How is he able to do this? This is incomprehensible, right? Agent Smith is looking at him like, how can this guy do this? That's what <laughs> you get when you play with it. And that's what experience brings. It's the been there, done that type of mentality. Like, you're not showing me anything new. Like, for Ben... There's no new coverage scheme. There's no new blitz scheme that you can show him that he hasn't seen before, that he doesn't know what to do in those moments and can make those hair-trigger decisions. That's what happens. A young quarterback, it takes four, five, six, seven seconds. But a, but a savvy vet, 2.1 and it's out. That's what that brings, and you're absolutely right. That's experience, and he's only going to get better because of it. All right, I think it's time to go to the phones. And if you want to get in on the action, it's 412-919-1316. We're talking Samurai Six Sense. We're talking about Matrix. I mean, we got it all going on here now. Yeah. So let's go to Big John in Texas. Big John, are you in the locker room, my friend? Hello, Big John. There yes, you sir. go. Are you there, buddy? Hello. How are you, yeah. my friend? Hey, good, good. Hey, happy Victory Monday. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. Happy Victory Monday. And, and I just wanted to say, Starks, after week one, or was it the second week where everybody was bummed out and everybody showed their <laughs> their loyalty to our Steelers nation for the last three weeks, everybody's <laughs> been like, oh, it's the coach, it's the line, it's Ben, it's, 
It's the it's the concession stand worker, you know. Everybody's been <laughs> for the last three to three games, and you called it Starks. You said this they would start, you know, getting together after six games, and it, you know it's at five games. Well, you started seeing glimpses last week, and you know this week they did a better job, and uh, you know you see everybody. You know, Steeler Nation even talking about, oh, Tomlin's the problem. And I'm like, you know, he's one of the most successful coaches up behind Belichick. You know, he's been the longest tenured coach. But I'm like, who do you go get? You know, there's no McVeigh's out there, you know, or, you know, I mean, Andy Reid is still Andy Reid. Uh, you still have, uh, you know, all these other coaches that are out there. But, man, we, we got a good coach. And you hear him in the, you know, after his press, you know, the press game, you know, post-game shows and, and the way he talks is just telling you, hey, man, it's, it's, it's going to take its time. We're going to work through it. And, and, and it just seems like, man, how can you not get behind, the, you know, the coach and the leader? But, you know, it's just uh, it's it's just awesome to be part of uh, Steeler Nation and root for the teams. And uh, let's see what they'll gripe about this week. You know, I saw Ben, and they kept on showing Ben's hip. And I'm like, hey, man, Ben, just, just – uh, Keep on grinding, and you know he, he's gonna he's gonna pull through. And uh, I'd like to give game balls to one the O line, like Stark said, the O line is you know putting it together, and you know because Najee wouldn't have the 122 yards that that uh, he had yesterday, and and also uh, the other Frenchman on the defensive side, Mondu, he got his first sack, so <laughs> yeah. you know he stepped up. He stepped up. He stepped up. So, uh, you know, Bush, I mean, everybody's doing their part. But like you said, we got to get healthy. And I think that's the main thing. And, hey, the Bills are still winning. So, hey, we did something good on that first game. So, I still believe in our Steelers. I think next week we'll, you know, we'll be in prime time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're it's good to be a Steelers fan today. And, uh, you know, always. And like you said, just because we lose a game or two, don't. Don't know. Don't abandon us. Don't abandon the, you know the legacy. What it is to be a Steeler fan and and what in the history we have. So go Steelers, go and uh, thanks again for having my call and uh, go Steelers come this weekend. All right, well, awesome, Big John. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm happy to hear and I echo your sentiments. You're right. It was going to take time. It was going. I told you guys six weeks, six games. We're going to need to see what this team can be. Don't write anybody off um, too early. And we saw the fruits of that labor, right? You know, when you pound the pavement, when you hit the wall with the sledgehammer, it might not crack on the first couple of swings, but eventually that pressure, that determination is going to bore a hole. It's going to crack the foundation. And that's what we saw. We got a glimpse of it last week. We saw a crack we saw a crack in the stone, right? And then this week we pounded a hole in it. And I think that's the kind of thing you have to wait. When you have so many new pieces, we had four rookies on this offense outside of all the other guys we had to replace and it was going to take time. It wasn't going to just click a light switch and you got a brand new coordinator. It was going to take that time. So, you know, this is right. We, we have every right to celebrate. We got 24 hours to celebrate any fun, and we also have 24 hours to lick our wounds. But this was a step in that right direction because we saw Ben over 100 yard, uh, over 100 plus passer rating. We saw the offensive line make way for a 100 yard rusher, which we hadn't seen since week 11. Right, Chase Claypool, a 100 yard receiver in this game. We have another turnover, and Ben doesn't commit a turnover. You know, I, well, sorry, an interception. He had the fumble. But 
that's one of the things where you start to crack into the foundation. Guys are healthy. Henry Mondo, the Cajun French, right? He's the French Creole. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, 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 he definitely has a place at a place called Papa Do's, right? You know, it's one of my favorite Cajun <laughs> places in the country. Um, that was just one of the things that we continued to see this progress. And guys who we didn't expect to step up, stepped up. And guys were waiting to step up, stepped up. So guys answered the call for the challenge that, that, uh, that coach issued this week. You know, that's perfectly said, Max. All right. If you want to get in on the conversation, it's 412-919-1316. You're listening to Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas in the locker room. ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. job we ran the ball um they gave me time throwing the ball we had i think one sack it was a sack fumble that's on me good coverage um sack tried to get out of the pocket and didn't know the guy came around from behind so i don't know why they played well but they did and i'm happy for them. this is in the locker room with wolf and starks presented by your neighborhood ford store on espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio you know what's funny is the longer you play together you know, I love the way Ben said, you know, I, I don't know why. They, you know, they, I'm just glad that they did. But, Max, you know as well as I do, you developed this bonding trust. You know, this this kind of – well, okay, I'll give you an example, which, again, I've told this story before, but it bears repeating. Back in the heyday, back during your time period, um, Tunch and I were sitting in the back. You know, we, what, what we, sat, we sit so far in the back when we were flying with the, the team. We sat in what we called convict row. All right, you're as, you're as far back yeah. as you can get without being on the tailplane, okay? And then, all right? <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting there after a game, and there's James Ferrier, and there's Bussy, and there's, uh, I think Larry Foote was there. I think Cam came back. Um, some other guys. But, you know, Troy was there, and they're, they're commiserating. You know how it is after a game. You know, you kind of start talking about, what went on and you got little groups here or there and throughout the plane. 
And as you're sitting there, I remember Tunch going, he says, you know why these guys are so good? I said, what do you mean? I said, what, what do you mean, Chalucci? And he says, look, he says, they love each other. You know, I mean, the thing about it is you develop these brotherly bonds that are forged in the cauldron of, of the heated moments that, that occur out on the football field and in training camp and, and the good times, uh, the Super Bowls and the worst times when, you know, you don't make the playoffs and all points in between. And you start to see this bonding that occurs in the groups as a team as a whole, but, you know, in the, in the separate groups. And I, I look at this offensive line as one of these, these, these units that are being, you know, forged in the fires of adversity, and they're starting to show what they're capable of doing. And Ben may say, well, I don't know what, he knows why. You know, you start to really dig the fact that you're, you're together and you're able to overcome some of the things that are put in front of you, and you do so as a group. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it, it's more than just the game. It's more than just the moment. It's, it, it, it's seeing a group come together and form a bond um, that's inseparable. Every year is his own journey, right? Everyone's a silo. Right. But every year you, you have to rally around. You have to join hands, right, so to speak, and get in the circle. And different guys come in at different points, right? You know, the rookies aren't immediately let in, right? Your deeds have to right. earn you a place to get guys to unlock hands and, and, and widen the circle. And the offensive line unit's no different. I mean, in fact, we're an even tighter circle because we have to come together before we can join with anybody else. You know, whereas right. the different position groups come in individually. Um, and then they can put their hands in because they're individual statistics, deeds, whatever allows them in but as an offensive line unit it's five guys one beat right and when we're when we're holding hands that's when we know that the circle's going to get bigger literally and figuratively because we know that we're inseparable all five linemen join hands together and then they join the (laughs) circle not one guy or one another one joins in and then asks the other ones to come in it's not red rover right it's Right. We all have to come in as a unit because that's how we're looked at. And we talk, you know, I talked about this in the pregame with Jerry and Mike was, you know, the offensive line is a brotherhood. It's a special bond. It's a fraternity right. side of a fraternity that you must pass those paces and get through this process together. Because if you come in as segmented individuals, you'll never come together. And you'll never see success. But when you have, like the temptations, right? They always say five temptations, one mic, <laughs> one band, <laughs> one sound. You've got to have yep. that in order to be successful. And we're starting to see that. We're starting to see the guys get in coordination and start to have that sixth sense of knowing what my guard's doing, which knows what my center's doing, which knows what the other guard's doing, which knows what the other tackle's doing. It's that intricate game of telephone. The communication must get passed cleanly, and you must know what each guy is saying, not guessing what he's going to say, but knowing what he is going to say and knowing how he's going to say it and react to it in kind. Well put. Well put, young man. All right. Let's go to the phones. I believe we got Steelers Nation Chicago checking in. CR, are you there? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Inside the locker room, Bakersby does the plus the Matt Wolf and the Ninjas on the Victory Monday. <laughs> yeah. We're doing fabulous, man. How else could we be doing? Oh, man. Hey, I'm so excited. Hey, you know, there was no calls on Friday. Uh, we had 13 calls all total for 2.6 per day. Hey, man, you know what? Uh, you know what really makes <laughs> Don't do fractions, CR. You lose me on fractions. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, you know, um, the double team on, on SNR is really what makes this station work. I mean, it's the best station there is. When it comes to, to, to this kind of work, you got teams like Max and you got Matt and Dale, uh, you got Stan and Charlie, you got the Wild, Wild West and the Body, and now uh, I'm going to perform a tag team uh, partner. So I'd like to introduce you to um, the uh, the uh, Charleston Connection. Hey, Charleston Connection. Hey, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Okay. What right. in the world is this? You got one on the. Yeah. We got a car. We got that? a call inside of a call. <laughs> we do. We got, so if you guys can team up, we can team up too. Talk to them, Juan. Oh. Hey, hey, good morning, guys. Me, me and CR got a connection going on. How y'all guys doing? That's fabulous. But the only problem That's is awesome. CR, you're killing your connection because your your connection keeps cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's we're gonna right. have to wrap this up quick. Okay, okay uh, go ahead. Okay, okay. Get, for me, game balls is I'm with you guys. Our James here, uh, and uh, on the, on the offense and on the defense. Um, on defense and on the offense, I'm gonna go with the um, with the offensive line. Uh, All right. Charleston connection. What you yes. got? All right. Um, we got the same thing on offense. Gotta give it to the O line, and I'll get one to Ben too. And then on defense, we gotta give it to the Pierre because he saved that touchdown. So the guy he did out yesterday. So we got to give him to one. And and I don't know if you guys knew this. Some of Lamar Jackson, our cousin, and Lamar Jackson said Pierre is faster than him. <laughs> I like it because if anybody, if we, if you, there's another guy faster than the Lamar Jackson out there, then we want him on our team, right? That works. Yeah, yeah. we absolutely do. And Any last comments, Ben? Go ahead. Okay. Hey. Um, uh, Juju is out for years, so uh, we want to know who the next man up. So for me, in the meantime, in between times, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right, thank you, Cr. Did did, did Juan? Are you still there? Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, we appreciate oh. it. Y'all have a good one. All right, All right. thank you Thanks, so much. Guys. Now that's that's a first. That's an that absolute first. first in Steelers Nation. We connected Charleston and Chicago. <laughs> And the two of them together came together in the locker room with you and me. That's, I don't know technically how it works. I felt bad because CR, his phone was cutting out some and you couldn't tell exactly everything that he was saying, but we got enough of the message through. And, uh, and, and Juan, you, were, you came through perfectly. But thank you so much for the calls. We appreciate it. That Before we go awesome. to break, you think about the injuries, uh, you know, about uh, Juju, you know, um, and uh, who else was hurt? Um, uh, Devin Bush. But, oh, yes, Devin Bush. Thank you. Uh, and, of course, it was a groin injury. I mean, what else, right? I mean, yeah. you talk about when you have an epidemic or a pandemic of, of injuries, it seems like the groin injury is the uh, injury du jour of uh, 19, or 2021. 
Yeah, it, it's one of those that's rough. And we remember Dev, we lost Devin Bush earlier in the season to the groin. Um, yeah. So this is a re, this is a re-injure. So that's something yeah. to keep an eye on. You that's know, a good point. Yep. The good thing is, is that you only have Seattle, right? So, and it's a night game. Maybe that bodes well. But if not, you get that extra week of the bye uh, coming up right after Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So he gets essentially almost two weeks if he doesn't play on Sunday night against Seattle. So he gets a little bit extra time to heal up and really get that growing good and strong. Um, the one that, you know, the one that was the most concerning was Juju. Um, when he took that jet sweep. I thought yep. early on in the broadcast, because he got hit low, it was maybe a thigh or something like that, a quad. Right. But then when they were supporting the shoulder, that's when it, it looked a lot more serious, and he went back into the locker room. So, you know, for Juju, fingers crossed. So I know for CR, he's saying, who's next man up? Well, we saw Ray Ray McLeod and, and, um, and Cody White were the two extra receivers that day because we, we, didn't have, um, we didn't have James Washington, who would have been the natural next man right. up. He was out um, this week. So those are the next three guys who will hopefully work into the mix if we don't get Juju uh, come Sunday. You know, one of the things that I saw that I hadn't seen before, Ray Ray McLeod, he was sitting on the edge, like uh, coming in, you know, off the slot. And he went in and cracked on one of the safeties when Najee was running the ball. And that guy's got no fear. I'm telling you what, man, he went in there. And he dug out, I believe, I can't remember which one it was, but one of those two, and those were both Captain Crash guys. You know I mean? Those, those yeah. two safeties for Denver, those guys, they bring it. And Ray Ray had no fear whatsoever in going after the dude. And he went in, and they, they, they had quite a collision. I was impressed with Ray Ray. Yeah, I think it was Justin Simmons. I think it was 31. I don't think it was Kareem Jackson. I think it was Justin Simmons when he went on the backside and uh, and dug him out between the tight end and the uh, and the tackle. No, I, I remember that right. play vividly. Yeah, so that's no, very good nice. Good job, good job. Way to be fearless and do, and I'll, I'll honestly step up and do the role that you'd expect Juju to do in that situation. Exactly, no so question about talking it. Talking about guys who are going to replace Juju, that that's one of the a roles you got to have. <laughs> you got to be the <laughs> right? out guy. And then secondly, the willingness. You have to be a willing blocker as a receiver. And he, he, he answered both of those boxes. Boy, you can, you can say that. Ray Ray was all about going in there. All right, we'll be back with more in the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas right here on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Fight, man. Young guys, they're going to come after you. Um, 
they're going to get some plays. You're going to have to make some plays. Um, it's an education of a corner uh, in the National Football League. Um, I appreciate his mentality. Um, he was tough-minded about it and stayed in the fight. I appreciate some of the veteran leadership that he has and support that he has. A guy like Joe Hayden talking you through those moments and helping you through a football game is significant. And I just, you know, can't say enough about Joe's efforts in terms of nurturing him and, 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 and helping him grow in those ways as well. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, it's a boss Monday. And what better way than to celebrate with your little girls there, Max? They are beautiful girls. Oh, thank you, Wolf. Yeah, they are so wonderful, and they were so happy because, <laughs> you know, I got in late last night, so they were passed out. So went in, kissed them on the forehead, tucked them in, made yep. sure. And then uh, to see them this morning, it's always good, man. You know, that, that that's one of those things that's, you look forward to. <laughs> it, it makes it worth the trip to go home right after the game yeah. because you know what's waiting for you. That's sweetness, yeah. man. Just sweetness. All right. So, my friend, we it's time for us to roll on. We got a couple of calls here. We got Ed in Cleveland across enemy lines. Ed, how you doing, my friend? You're in the locker room with uh, with me, with Max, and with all of Steelers good, Nation. Good morning, guys. First off, just want to want to want to tell you, I'm I'm kind of a boring guy. You know, to make to make a great week for me, I, I really I don't really need a whole lot. It's just a, it's a real real simple. You know, I look for like three things. Like yesterday, since we don't have weigh in Wednesday, I'll take I'll take a, a phrase out of meatloaf. You know, two out of three ain't bad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know uh, uh, a Steeler win, a Browns loss, and a fantasy football win, and and, and I have a great week. You know that that's perfect for me. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, guys, let's, let's talk about that noodle arm quarterback we have. You know, I, I, I turned a game on yesterday, and I watched him throw a 50-yard 50, 50 rocket down the field that uh, Deontay didn't even break stride, I don't believe. I think he was, you know, yeah. simple on the money. But all around here, it's all I keep hearing about is this needle arm quarterback, uh, or noodle arm, excuse me. You know, yeah. it takes me back uh, – to what you might call what uh, the days of yore, correct? I mean, Ben, ben was really good, you know. You know, and and personal, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with Ben's arm. I think the issues are Ben's legs. I don't think Ben moves in the pocket the way he used to, and that's you know that's where he gets gets in a little bit of trouble. But uh, I, I don't. Ed, I let me ask you this. Up. Hey, Ed. Go Ed, ahead. let me ask Go you ahead. this. Do you do you still move like you did 18 years ago? Because oh, I don't. Are, uh, <laughs> well, well, I'll be fifty. I'll be fifty on Thursday. And heck, no, I don't, boy. I used to, you know, I used to get around good, but heck, no, I no, I don't move. I, not at all. And I get that <laughs> yeah. part. You know, that's why. That's the part I understand. So anyway, I, I, I want to go to. I want to go to game balls. You know, I first. I, I, I want to yeah. give. I want to give Najee a, a game ball just for having his first hundred yard game in the NFL. You know, and the other game ball I want to give to Chase. You know. I, Chase Claypool, you know, right. the very first play of the game, I think if he doesn't tiptoe out of bounds, I think that's not Deontay's touchdown, which I would have been frustrated because I got Deontay on my fantasy team. That would have been Chase's <laughs> touchdown because he was gone if he doesn't, you know, you know he, he doesn't tiptoe down, down the sideline. 
Right. Uh, I, I just thought he might be gone, you know, after that, if he kept his belt. So anyway, I heard Ed Dulac, or is it Jerry Dulac reported that Jerry. Uh, yes. uh, Juju's going to the IR and that he's possibly gone for the season. My question is, if he does go to the to the, to the season-ending injury, is it his last game played as a Steeler? And I hate to see that because Juju's a good Steeler. I, I, I thought inside Juju is the qualities of all Pittsburgh you know, all Pittsburgh people, all the Yenzers, I should say. Um, and as far as the defense, defense, I thought we looked healthy. Like last week, I, I talked about, you know, the, the first six quarters of when we played Buffalo and the first two quarters in, uh, in, against the Raiders where uh, TJ was in there and we were a dominating defense. I thought we were dominating. Another thing I did want to say real quick was, you know, I, we rushed for 100, you know, he rushed for 100 yards yesterday on, uh, on, on Denver. Last week, Denver shut uh, the Ravens down, who had 70 straight games of uh, 100 yards, and they probably wouldn't have got that 100 yards last week if they didn't take some cheap, you know, Lamar Jackson run. They would have shut him down. That gave me me some promise, you know. I mean, you you laugh, Wolf, but that gave me some promise about our offensive line is is where where I'm going with that. Well, I'm only laughing because Vic Fangio would agree with you that it was cheap. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I know he would. Oh, I know he would. It was definitely cheap. And then, 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 as far as the defensive game balls, I thought Minka filled the edge a few times yesterday. On, on, on you know, on, on runs that might have got outside, and he came up and just stopped it right on the edge. So I'd really like to give Minka a game ball just for setting the edge a couple different times. And the other one is, you know, you guys are talking about those French people, Henry Mondo, or however he says his last name. That kid had a nice little game too. Well, you know, he got his first sack. That was nice to see him. I, I like seeing guys do good, and he did well yesterday. Now on to my question to both of you two. And this is about Banner and it. I am under the belief that once activated off the IR, that you have 21 days to be active on a game day. Is that correct? Or so that would put That's the window. It's a 21-day window in. That would mean they would have to be activated this Sunday. Am I correct on that or no? Uh, this is this. Last week was the second week that Zach practiced, I believe. So he's got one right, more right. week. That would make it yeah. this week, correct? That would make be Sunday. That would be. That would be. Well, here's the that, what, here's the thing about it. Uh, he'd have to be activated by game day, or you know, so you got the bye week right after that, and maybe that's oh, going to so be the time so he when could be Cleveland. So it could be the Cleveland game then? Hey, Ed, call tomorrow so we can ask Bob Labriola. I'm terrible with numbers. I don't know exactly the the thing here. So, Labs, we'll we'll know with Labs. We'll ask him point blank. Well, well, I I, I do. Well, I'll be listening anyways if I don't call. But anyways, I do know it's a 21-day rule, but I just don't know exactly when the 21 days actually starts and how that works. And it might have been. 21 days to where they can activate him during the bye week, and then he plays in Cleveland, which gives him actually 28 days, probably is what happened, is, is, is where actually would give him 35 days. So, so anyway, that's all I, all I realize. I do know if they're not activated in those 21 days, they're out for the year. I do know that rule for sure. Yeah, he so, goes back to the IR. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. So, anyway, that's all I really got. And, you know, two weeks two weeks from now, guys, two, two Mondays from now, I'm going to be looking to be happier than I am today. So, you know, we, we got Sounds to good. Up. Listen, if, if the Browns could somehow get, lose to a five and zero Arizona team, and we could beat a a bad Seattle team, we're playing three and three to each other at the bye week. So that's what I'm hoping for. 
Have a good one, guys. Appreciate you, Ed. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good one. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Let's see. Jason in New Hampshire, do we got time? Jacob? Oh, okay. Let's go to Jacob. I'm sorry, Jacob. Let's go to Jason in New Hampshire. Hey, hey, sorry, how's it going, guys? Jason. Um, sorry, man. We only got about thirty seconds. Go, baby. Okay. All right. I'll just go game balls. Then I'll call him later in the week. I'd like to give my thank you game ball to the the secondary, uh, specifically our two awesome corners who are who made two awesome plays. If you don't forget uh, uh, Joe's uh, deflection of that one over Patrick. Um, and then I want to give my offensive ball uh, game ball to the offensive line for a lot of the reasons that were given. But man, they showed some moxie this this week, and uh, they uh, they look like a far better team on the field. They didn't look as dejected as the last few games for obvious reasons, I guess. But that's all I got. I had more, but I'll save it. Save it for tomorrow, Jason. We appreciate you so very much. And by the way, if you're going to give them a game ball, let's also give them a whole whole tray of lasagna. That's the best comfort yes. food going for a game ball. Wouldn't you say so, Max? Victory lasagna tastes the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in agreement with you. No doubt about it. Folks, we'll be back with more tomorrow. You've got, uh, you know, we got a whole week long. We're taking a look at Seattle coming up. I think Russell Wilson is down from what I understand because, yeah, you know, he got his, finger. his finger all messed up. Yeah. So, all right. Max, thank you for coming in. I know you did yeoman's duty yesterday and a long flight and everything. Appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah, my, ple- my pleasure, Wolf. And we'll be back at it tomorrow. Looking forward to it, man. Sounds good. All right, for, for Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, you're in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. See you tomorrow, folks. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.